0: Okay, so uh, we're sitting in the uh, arena in Newcastle. I'm John from Monster Truck, yeah. and uh, you're here for the second time at the arena. This is your second visit. Second time, to our, yeah. To our yeah. city and arena. Yeah, so, sweet. Looking forward to the evening? Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, things are going really well. Tour's easy, not many cares. Okay, you've been going through Europe up to now. This is like the second date in the UK. Right. Uh, Europe treated you well. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Scandinavia was wicked.
1: Uh, Spain was good. France was good. Germany's always good. It was it was really fun. We uh, it's a lot different than than this now, but uh,
0: it was it was a lot of fun. Is it still like arena-sized places or no?
1: It was more like uh, like large clubs. Right. You know, a few okay. thousand. So it was, it was good. It was still amazing. I mean, yeah. uh, but you know, it's not like being in an arena. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and obviously, I can say this is the second time that I've seen you supporting in an arena situation in the UK. Is this something that you're thinking of doing for the foreseeable future, sort of thing? Is it just a good way to get to as many people as possible? And yeah, I think it's just you take the opportunities you
1: can. The best ones, yeah. are usually the best. The ones that sound the best are usually the best ones. So you just do it, okay. you know, and hopefully it works out, you know, and, and hopefully your headline tour works out next time, but we spent a lot of time supporting, so um, we're going to uh, focus on headlining, I think, after this. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's good. And being in arenas, I wondered if your songwriting had changed because of the... See, kind of, but not, I don't know. Uh, people, people say that it
1: sounds more like that, but I, I just think that was just the way... Uh, You you learn to write songs better, you know? You learn to take things away to make things more significant. And it's like, uh, I think we just try, like we always did, just try to write the best songs we can, you know? Like Whether it be for an arena or a club or whatever it is, I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's hardly affected the writing. I mean, it's affected us Mm -hmm. as people, which is, you
0: know, Mm -hmm. a million different things affect that, right? Just... uh, I think certainly on this album, I know Sitting Heavy had a few as well, but this one seems to have more songs that are going to be obvious crowd sing-along parts, let's say.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I wondered if it was like, yeah, that'll be great in, you know, halfway through a set or... Yeah, well, every time
1: we do those, it's on purpose. I mean, it's not like we're, you know, <laughs> we're doing it. Uh, you have to do it. It's great. Crowds like to sing. People want to sing. They yeah. want to clap. You just
0: have to tell them when to do it. Okay. Yeah. And, and the new album it's called True Rockers mm-hmm. uh, it's a mission it's funny <laughs> it's,
1: a, it's a it's a joke it's it a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing but, right uh, yeah I
0: don't know. but I mean you have said in, in other interviews that it, it's a mis- sort of mission statement to say look we want to bring back real rock and roll and right
1: well Jared probably said that <laughs> I actually say you can you can interpret it whatever way you want I think like people always say oh, we had a lot of interviews in, in uh in other countries and they're like um, what is it? What is a true rock what do you have to be to be a true rocker Uh I don't know man be yourself it's more of just a statement of just I don't know it's fun it's like you get out there and you're with with your buddies and you're like yeah we're true rockers let's go have some fun you know drinking or whatever you do Uh and uh, you know it was just one of those kind of moments that's kind of like this record was more about being fun than anything else because we feel like uh, maybe sitting heavy didn't wasn't as fun as say Furiosity was. So right. we just tried to bring that back as much as we could, and you know, um, try as many weird things. Because why
0: not? Yeah. yeah, Okay. There's a lot more textures this time. I think on the album, certainly guitar sound wise. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's even synths and things in the background. All oh, lots, different. yeah kinds of stuff. Tons of stuff. <laughs> Seriously, I wanted to take three tracks in particular. So, True Rocker's the first one. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? How did it get recorded? How did it get written? I don't know. I came up with that
1: at some point. I wanted to write like a song like Danko Jones would write. Hmm. So I was like, like you know, one of those like saucy, you know, funny True Rocker things. It was a joke between a bunch of my friends because we uh, we had this joke that. Uh, Only true rockers wear skull rings. It was a long, long thing, but uh, yeah, I'm wearing one. (laughs) And this is where the joke started in Nashville when I bought this ring. But like, uh, it was uh, yeah, it was just a kind of like a playful thing. And I'm like, that's just such a good album title. He's probably just use it. So I wrote the song just based on like, you know, what I think it should sound like. What what I think a song called True rockers should sound like. So we wrote the song, and, and it was pretty easy to come together. And then um, that one didn't really get pre-productioned or anything like that at all. Basically, the way I wrote it and arranged it is the way it is now. Right. Which is great, because I love when that happens. Yeah. Oh, I was right! I love our producers, but like sometimes it's satisfying to have to hit the nail on the head. And that was that was one of them that would just came together super easy. Everyone was on board, and everyone was like, it's hilarious, let's do it. And, it's more, yeah. It's more just have a good, having fun. You know? Okay. And, and, and did you track it as a live? No, no. Thing, we or? we tracked everything individually, but right. we uh, like we, you know, it's easier that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, if you want to change your mind, you can change your mind. <laughs> you know, we we've done we've done some tracking live before. There was three songs on *Sitting Heavy* that were live. Right. But uh, you know, whatever. Okay. It, it's 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 it depends on who you're working with. So if your producer's ready to do that, we're ready to do
0: it, but. You know, it takes a lot longer. <laughs> and, a, and a guest appearance from his uh, mighty priest of rock and roll himself, oh, Mr. Yeah. D. Snyder. How did that come about?
1: Uh, he likes us. He's into our band. So he was in Toronto and found out about us somehow because we're Canadian. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, he approached me uh, just to be like, dude, your band's awesome. Like, you know, anything I can do to help you, just let me know. It's amazing. And then uh, I met him in Toronto. He was doing a musical. And then... Uh, Yeah, we wrote the song, and I was like, "Do you want to do it?" And he said, "Sure." So we got it. it Worked out really easily, you know. Uh, It was it was uh, (laughs) that's pretty usual for us. It was pretty laid back. (laughs) (laughs) Has he
0: has he done it live with you at all? No, no. no. He asked me the other
1: day. He's like, "Are you running a track with my speech on?" I'm like, "No." (laughs) He's like, "Why not?" I'm
0: like,
1: di I love you, man, but we're not gonna run a track." So do you do it then? No, No, I just kind of, like, yell and scream at the crowd for a little bit. Yeah, it's a moment anyway. It's just a loud, heavy part for people to just, like, sink in. I mean, you can't be having vocals all the time. (laughs) And the song's basically one thick cake, layer cake of vocals until you get to this one part where you can kind of relax, and then on the album we had to put something there, so we
0: we got D to do it. Okay, <laughs> and you actually had you had two producers on this album, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. So was that just because of time constraints? Or? Well, it was because
1: we thought we had to go back and write singles, which is neither here nor there, and whether it was a, it was a good idea or not. But uh, we got singles and they're out. People mm-hmm. love them. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where we were we had a record that was mostly it wasn't really geared towards radio at all. And some of our people were like, maybe we should. Maybe you should do a little, a little something, you know. Well, in Canada, that's how we make, that's how we live, pretty much. Our, right. Canadian, our like, like our royalties and stuff like that is how, is how, our band been to personally. So right. it's like, you kind of have. Yeah, you to,
0: need to. Yeah, yeah. A little bit,
1: you know. Yeah. I think maybe, we, maybe we went too far. Maybe we didn't. you know? But it was, it was definitely fun to take the risks and do the things, but. Yeah, our first producer's Dan Weller. He's in a band called Sixth from here. He's a. a metal dude. Yes. And he's amazing. He's got a really gift a for melody. And we wrote this really awesome, like, southern rock record and stuff like that. But uh, we, had, we went for the single ones for Young City Hearts and uh, Evolution. We went to Gavin Brown and Maya Davies did vocal production. It was more of, like, a hit maker type thing. He does, like, Three Days Grace and, like, right. you know, huge bands and right. we, we thought, why not
0: try it out? Okay. Right. What do you gotta lose?
1: And then, you know. Whether whether we, we learned an awful lot about who we were during that process. Right. You know. And whether it would have been better to just not do that. Who knows? But I'm happy we did. So
0: you might not do it again.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, oh, well I think the next I think we have a pretty good focus on on where we wanna be the right. next one, where our band sits, where we want our identity and we're gonna I think the next record's more going to be a statement about who we are and and where we want to be moving forward. Because I think you lose focus of that when you're trying to um, please other people. And I think that's a a hard thing to uh, dismiss. But I think at times you have to, because
0: otherwise it's not genuine. Sure. But I mean, when you're coming up, that's... You know, you're trying to please everybody. Well, this is what I mean. Like, you know, you don't want it to end, right? So you have
1: to do things that you wouldn't normally do and take risks and things. And sometimes it works out painlessly, (laughs) but sometimes it doesn't. doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And and for us, I mean, it's the verdict is still out on that. And it's worked out really good for us. I mean, uh, the one song we did that was more geared towards radio evolution was it was like our highest attention radio in a long time, you know? Right. So, it did pretty good. In Canada, it didn't do that great, because everyone's like, why aren't you guys a rock band? But we're like, you know, whatever. It, but uh, it, it did great, like,
0: all over. So, yeah, because that was the first thing that people... Heard yeah, about, and everyone's right, like, what the like, hell? What's but the uh, yeah, but, yeah,
1: but n- nothing happened to us. We just wanted to try and yeah. try and do something. Okay. Try and try and change in and, and, uh, a little bit, you know? And it's the third record, the first two sounded pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we could have put another record out that was exactly the
0: same, but we're not Okay. It's more fun to, to explore and then, you know, see where we're at for the next one. Okay, so the, the next, well, I think it's already out, actually. The next song, uh, Young City Hearts, yeah. which is it's either out or it's coming out or something. Yeah. That's quite a departure sound-wise All as right. well, again, you know. Uh, it was about having fun and we wrote that
1: song and we're like, I don't know, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know, I think it's nice. It reminds me kind of like a Bruce Springsteen Americana kind of vibe to it. And I was like... Well, who says we can't do that? So we decided to do it, and that one didn't have much work at all, really, with the arrangement either. Right. The, we, the music was fine, but me and uh, Maya Davies, the R1 vocal producer, ripped the vocals completely apart and put them back together. The right. key changed, it's not really heavy. But whatever, we have songs on our other records that aren't like that either. People just,
0: they're more bluesy. I guess this one's just a little bit more power pop. Yeah, yeah, it's much more commercial, modern-sounding rock. Right, right, sort of thing, right. You know? But that was so. kind
1: of the whole, that's, that, was, that was the point of yeah. doing it, was, was to see if we could. And I think we succeeded, because people seemed to be upset. <laughs> 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 but I mean, you know, it's not like we're, we're going to stop playing the rest of the record. sounds like a monster truck record, we just had to try. We had to do something that was different. Man, you can't just keep living in the same box <laughs> and the blues heavy blues is a box man you get yeah, stuck in that yeah. and you can't get out and then you write the same song over and over and over
0: and yeah. but all, I mean there's some real heavy blues like with the harmonica stuff being added in oh, yeah. which I had not really heard that much before this <laughs> time, time you know yeah we it's...
1: had a guy in the studio we were in, we were in North Carolina and this dude by studio just ripped so it's like just come rip some harmonica yeah yeah like, alright so we used a bunch of it yeah you know we'll never have it live probably but I mean uh, it works Does awesome Tom not for play harmonica? Oh, I wish he did. We're I mean, a play it harmonica? It'd be really easy. Yeah, <laughs> be less of a headache, right? Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, just a lot, a lot more. Just trying stuff,
0: man. Just trying to not keep ourselves completely stagnant. Okay, and then finally, the howling, which kind of to me was like old school monster truck kind of thing. Was yeah. that something?
1: I was, that was that was an interesting one to do i didn't I wasn't there for the end of it. I wasn't there when they put the female voices in right. stuff, my kid got sick so I had to go home but uh yeah it was a good one uh, i always liked that song It's really brooding yeah you know i actually uh I actually sent that song to Jerry Cantrell to see if he wanted to work on it. Right. And I was like, you want to help me out with this? And he comes sends it back and he's like, all right, you're all right. <laughs> Put it out like that. I'm like, okay, well. He's
0: you know, like, if, if there was somebody that you could work with, who would, who would that be? Oh, I'd love to write a song with Jerry.
1: I think that would be really fun. He's a really cool guy. And yeah. he's got great sensibility. His songwriting's insane. So I'd really like to sit down and do one with him one day. I might get a hold of him while we're writing the next record and just say, go. Yo. Have, you, have you toured with them before? Yeah, we've yeah. done like three tours with right. Chains. They're They're awesome. They're buddies. Like they're, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> First time I texted him, I was like he's not gonna text you back, and he did. Like, <laughs> five, like five minutes. He's a great, dude. I mean, him and Mike Inez. I mean, I've known we've known them for years. And Mike's like the nicest guy I think in rock and roll <laughs> industry He's the kind of guy that'll text you. i are like, why did I gotta text you wow, wow, That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're they're great buddies, and I, I don't know. It's it was we learned a lot with them. They taught us how to be professional and 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 treat people. How to, how to especially how to treat people that you work with and where you. You are on tour because if you aren't cool when you're with chains, they they change that. Right, (laughs) Right. they either change you or you become cool. Well, not like that. You know what I mean? It's like, they're not going to tolerate people like um, that work for them treating people not right. Right. It was it was pretty. It was a great
0: experience to to get to be around with those guys. Excellent. Sit with them in catering and pick the brains. (laughs) And, And overall, bass sound wise. Have you changed it at all since the last time? It, it sounds a lot uh, deeper and more. I, tight, I think on this record.
1: It's a little bit, a little bit of changes a few new things. I mean, I still use, I usually use a seventy-two SVT through a four-twelve, which is the classic. Yeah, through yeah. A staggered four-twelve. It's like a... It's a trainer, but it looks like those Aguilar ones. It's really right. nice. Yeah. I have like five of them. I love them. But I uh, had uh, a 72SVT and then a uh, 67B18 Portaflex. Right. With a big muff through that. And then I had this API transformer, which is basically an API for the nerds, an API channel strip with a compressor built into it. So that's most of the base sound on the whole record. Okay. Is this right. API unit. Right. It's phenomenal. It's super the smooth. The low end is yeah. massive. And you can dial it in really nice, and it's got a really, really, it's got studio grade basically. It's like a expensive. It looks like a guitar pedal, but it's this big, ugly guitar pedal. But man, is it ever, it cost a bunch. And I've had it fixed twice, so you know, (laughs) it's it's high end gear, you gotta do it. But, um, and I ship things like an idiot. But, uh, yeah, I use that on the record a lot, and then I used, um, my Ready DI, they have like five bass channels. Right. But, like, most of them are mixed through. When there's grittier stuff, it's usually the portaflex with the big muff. And then when it's the nice, clean stuff, it's just the API. The API was running through the SVT, so we clean up the SVT sound. It was, there was a lot going on. Okay. Not going on. But it was, it was, I, I liked that uh, The final result was pretty Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. A lovely. A bunch of people have, have commented on that. I'm like, yeah. Sick, great? Awesome. And nice you managed fun.
0: to do it live, then? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. My bass sound line was amazing. <laughs> well, it, it is. I mean, it's, I it's been, the, little, the little club gigs in, in the academy years yeah. ago when we saw you and it was like... Oh, oh man, weird.
1: now i got to figure it figured out. But yeah. it takes a while. I just got a tone vendor, a bass buzz from, from uh, solo sound in, in London. and Man, now it's really sorted out.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. I'm intrigued to see. I read that you do all your own merch, which is a very yeah. savvy thing to keep your your cost down and, and stuff like we design, that
1: we design our stuff with Tom and, and us we design everything and put it out and put it together and try to keep a consistent image and not um, throwing curveballs at anyone Just it, you, if you see it it looks good you want to buy it and that's kind of our, our thing on it it's like you know we want the image of the band to be completely seamless all the way across we do our own album covers too all this stuff uh, my friend actually drew the True Rockers cover right and uh, we, Jared laid it all out. He lays out every record because he did
0: graphic design Yeah, it? it's all in house.
1: Yeah. He does all the ad mats that you see on the internet and stuff. Right. He does like all the shirt design
0: final stuff. Right, the guy print preps it, and yeah. So it's it's you got to keep maintaining that control. And so you finish this to uh, go back to Canada for Christmas. Yeah, Canada for Christmas. <laughs> Is it Canada for Christmas? Or uh, no, yeah. No, yeah,
1: yeah. no, no, we're home for a little while. We have a couple shows while we're home. And then uh
0: will you all be playing hockey yeah
1: maybe Probably not. <laughs> not me definitely not me i'll be watching a lot of hockey right. you can't watch it here because it's on at 1am <laughs> but uh but yeah home for christmas will be great and then we're home for about three weeks and then we're back on the road until pretty much end of may right so and uh, will we see a
0: headlining uk book tour then
1: yeah we'll be back we're coming back in april so we'll be back in april doing full uk run newcastle I think so. I'm not. I'm not even sure. It's <laughs> hard to be honest with you. Nope. Uh, that's how okay. good. There's I a know. shake of a head from Tom Oh yeah, no. oh, we'll be close. We'll be close. I mean, we're we we're, we're, we're going to rip up and down. So uh. right. We'll be close to Newcastle if not, uh, here, but who knows? Somewhere in Scotland, possibly Glasgow <laughs> yeah. or something. Definitely like Glasgow, for sure. Right. We love but we, we, we do pretty well there, we love it. It's so fun. The further north we go better isn't it? Well no, I mean no. everywhere in England I love. I mean I've gotta say that then. No, <laughs> I do, I actually do. I think it's great. I think it's great, even Sheffield.
0: Hey Tom, yeah, is that Tom's hometown? Yeah, Sheffield, all <laughs> oh, right. I'm oh, oh, from, no, from Kent. Right? <laughs> oh, okay, right then. Let be clarify that. <laughs> okay, well, look, it's been lovely to talk to you. One last question if you're True. stuck on a desert island, what would you take with you? What would I take? You, know, you, you have one album, one item of gear. It's a British radio tradition, desert island discs. You take Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would take Pascal you know oh, you take me physically. <laughs> <laughs> so you're allowed, one, you're allowed one album. One
1: album. Oh, an okay. album, right, yeah. I'll take, um, for an album, I'll take... God, I'm trying to think of the longest one. <laughs>
0: um, Topographic Oceans. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. No uh, for an album, I'd probably take um, Relaxing with the Miles Davis Quintet. Yeah, I like that album a lot and then for i just bring a good acoustic guitar and I'd be good I think I'd probably Excellent. be good with just a guitar as long as I could was able to like maintain it yeah so it didn't go to shit because the Desert yeah. Island that's obviously some, it's very warm and there's some humidity, humidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hi this is John from Monster Truck and happy Christmas oh. from the Roots Rock Ride Show
0: <laughs> but not Monster Truck <laughs> <laughs> but not Monster Truck <laughs> John, thank you so much for your time, sir. Yeah, no worries. And uh, I'm
1: going to eat this banana because I am starving. (laughs)